Hello again, everybody. My name is Mike Petralia. It's episode 234 of Patriot Speed on the CLNS Media Network. You can find us at our brand new website, clnsmedia.com. Follow us on Twitter, at CLNS Media. Also, follow our Patriots coverage, at Patriots CLNS, and on Facebook, at Facebook.com CLNS Media. Also, as we just mentioned, we have just relaunched the CLNS Media website. It's now the home of this podcast and over 40 other podcasts and videocasts in the world of sports, finance, comedy, and lifestyles. Check us out. We are so excited to have our show featured on this brand new CLNS Media website. Support the network by checking out this episode at clnsmedia.com. My pleasure to welcome back old friend, pal, cohort, colleague, Ryan Hannibal of WEEI.com, a tremendous uh, Patriots reporter, caught up with him at Super Bowl 52 in Minneapolis, and uh, it was like old home week. Uh, We didn't get a chance to talk too much because I didn't get there until later in the week, Ryan, but have you recovered from your uh, week of Super Bowl hype plus the game? You know how Super Week goes. A lot of work at this time. There was a a lot of... uh, uh, mall food in the Mall of America. I had a lot of Chick Fil A. Um, so yeah, still so, still so recovering from that. Um, but you know, it was a, it was a good week with you know some off the field stuff happening with you know Tom Brady and Tom versus Time and the two Bills and, and all that stuff. I don't think there was much about the game as in past Super Bowls. But as always, there's there's always something going on with the Patriots and always a busy week. So you know, it was good to finally get to the game and and we saw a pretty good one as is always the case with the Patriots. Uh, indeed. And uh, I got to tell you, I didn't have a problem with it being in the mall with one exception. You know what that exception is? What was that? Radio what was Row. That? Radio Row. You like it? Oh, it was awful. I mean, that, that was ill-conceived. To have everybody uh, piled on top of one another and uh, have, the, you know, again, I got there late in the week, but, you know, the stories you hear of, you know, tr- the uh, Super Bowl, uh, former Super Bowl stars, former NFL stars, Hall of Famers having to be kind of uh, uh, cattled around like a cattle call to, to two different tables. It just didn't seem logistically like it was uh, that well thought out. But the rest of it, having it in a mall, I thought was outstanding because uh, there was plenty of space for the media workroom. Uh, You had both teams there, uh, and uh, certainly the media access I thought was pretty convenient. It's just the the radio row, which is a big part of Super Bowl week leading up to it. Um, Just, you know, heard that it was uh, pretty much uh, a cluster. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I mean, I, I think that if they had more space, the food court would have been a great spot for it. But you know, like I said, th- th- things were really crammed. And, and I know that, you know, the radio, every radio show is on top of one another. And, you know, they're moving all these, like you said, former players, coaches, you know, celebrities are around Radio Road doing all the different interviews. And it was, you know, tough to move around at times, especially because the fans could get pretty close. And so I guess, yeah, that would probably be, you know, the one negative thing, just to, you know, provide more space for that. And then uh, from a logistics standpoint, you know, covering the covering the game, I thought it was great. Like you said, that the teams were at the, the mall. They were staying at the mall. So it was you only great. Had to walk, you know, yeah. you only had to walk a couple of minutes to get to access. So there was no, you know, 45-minute bus rides out to the Patriots' team hotel at the Wild Horse Fest, like out in Scottsdale. <laughs> so, that, so, that, so that was yeah, from a logistics and from a reporter standpoint, that was definitely definitely a positive. So you know, besides from the cold weather, I think logistically, you know, it, it went pretty well. 
Uh, obviously, two intense fan bases. Maybe we'll touch on that later uh, towards the end of the podcast. But I want to get in now kinda, to kind of the meat of this podcast and looking at a couple of the free agents that the Patriots have coming up uh, and then two players that uh, everybody is talking about uh, naturally going into the post uh, going into the off season. First of all, we'll talk Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Your sense is that Brady will be back, but maybe 50, 50 on Gronk. What, what's your sense on those two players? I think Brady will definitely be back. I think, you know, that was, that really wasn't much of a question, but, you know, with his comments before the game and even even his Instagram post from the other night saying, you know, we don't the losing streak stops at one, I think that sort of confirms he'll be back. Gronk, I think it's higher than 50-50. Yeah, I've kind of you know, changed my opinion a little bit on that. Maybe right after the game it was 50-50, but now that we've had sort of a week or so to process it, I would say it's probably 80-20 that he comes back. I think that that was just, you know, the emotions of, of a long season and a tough game and just what he, you know, what he's, his body has had to go through is, is what made him say those things. And again, you have to also consider the source of, of where that started, and that was Mike Florio, who's very close with Gronk's agent, Drew Rosenhaus. So potentially it could be a contract ploy. Obviously, you know, threatened to retire could certainly, you know, make the Patriots want to fork up more money. So I would expect Ron Kelsey to be back next year, but I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back with a new contract. So uh, here are the numbers we have to consider when considering these two players. We'll start with Brady. He'll be 41 by the time the 2018 season kicks off, obviously August 3rd. Uh, he'll be 41. He has two years and a total of $30 million cash remaining on his current contract. He carries cap hits of $22 million in the next two seasons, each of the next two seasons, and none of his salary guarantees um, start until the start of the season. If Brady were re- to retire this spring, Ryan, the Patriots likely possess uh, process this transaction after June 1st, allowing them to split his $14 million in dead cap space up into $7 million in uh, 2018, $7 million in 19. The reason I'm going over all of this is, from the Patriots' point of view, if Brady were to step aside, they'd have to act pretty quickly to have some type of uh, plan in place should he step you know, step by the wayside. And they'd have to bring in a, a veteran quarterback, likely in free agency. And I don't think Brady would hang the team out to dry. Um, I think he would, do, if he were even to think about it, he would do so before free agency, right? Yeah, definitely not. I think that when Jimmy Garoppolo was traded, I think they had a pretty good idea in the back of their head that Brady would be back for sure next season because, like you said, if if he were to retire, they'd be in a really tough spot. They'd be left with, with Brian Hoyer and potentially a rookie that they, they draft as their only quarterback options, and I don't think Tom would do that to the team. I think that the team got insur- assurance from him that he'd be back you know, coming next season, and that's why they could go ahead with the trade of Jimmy Garoppolo because if there was any question – with Brady's status, I think they would have held on to him, and if they even needed to franchise him, they would have done that this this coming offseason. If there really was that big of a question with, with Brady's status, so I think for sure he's back next season. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see an extension of Brady to perhaps lower these cap hits these next couple of seasons, like we've seen in the past, where Brady sort of redoes his contract when he has two years left. I, I don't know what about. You how you feel, but I think it's a possibility. It's a possibility. They have, I believe the number is $87 million in cap space, so if they really feel that they need more or 
if there are free agents uh, on the market um, that they need to get, you know, go after, maybe they do that. By the way, before we go on to the free agents on the market, um, uh, I want to talk about Gronk's uh, contract numbers. He has two years remaining on his current contract, including $19 million of potential cash and cap figures of $10.9 million and $12 million, respectively, in the next two years. Um, you know, I look at those numbers, and those are pretty big cap hits uh, if uh, Gronk were uh, to step away. And uh, obviously, I think, you know, the, the Patriots would like to avoid that scenario taking place. Yeah, definitely. I think they obviously want, want him back, and they know how much he means to the offense. And, you know, he's he stayed really relatively healthy for him this past season. I mean, missed the two games. And one of which was because of the suspension. So this is probably Gronkowski's you know healthiest season in a long time, and it showed that you know he, he had a really productive year. He, he you know carried the team at times, and he's really important to the offense. So of course they they want to make sure that they have him around. I mean his his contract is there is a lot of money to go to him, and I don't I don't think this would ever happen, but I think you know there there could be some talk of him potentially getting traded if they ever thought that that, that was you know too much money to carry around for him I, i'm not one that believes that to be the case but i i know some others have floated that the idea around that they wouldn't be surprised if, if the patriots you know ever did trade him but i just think because of his talent he's not worth worth trading especially when you have tom brady in you know in his last couple of seasons of his career yeah i would tend to agree with that ryan i mean you know, I, I'd say it's a little bit more than 50-50 Gronk returns, and I'd say it's 95-5 Brady returns at this point. I mean, almost 100% certainty uh, that Brady will be back. I think I agree with you on that, uh, on both of those uh, very much. Talking with Ryan Hannibal, uh, beat reporter for WEEI.com, doing an outstanding job covering the New England Patriots. want to tell you about Simple Contacts. I have to tell you about my newest time-saving trick. I got my daughter's contact lens prescription renewed for my couch three weeks ago, and it took me less than five minutes using an awesome new app called Simple Contacts. Simple Contacts lets you renew your prescription and reorder your brand of lenses from anywhere in just minutes through an online vision test. You can also renew your existing prescription if you have that in hand. It's designed by doctors, and every test is reviewed by a doctor, so they're literally bringing the doctor's office to your home. The contact lens prices are unbeatable, and the vision test is only $20. Shipping is free. Best of all, my listeners get $30 off their first Simple Contacts order using my promo code Trags. Try it for yourself and save $30 on your lenses by going to simplecontacts.com slash T-R-A-G-S or just entering the code TRAGS at checkout. Again, that's simplecontacts.com slash TRAGS or just enter my code T-R-A-G-S at checkout. Speaking once again with Ryan Hannibal of WEEI.com. Ryan, I want to move on to the free agents that the Patriots have to make a decision on. Uh, they have, uh, by my count, 18 significant free agents that they're going to have to decide, yay or nay. Uh, and I'm not going to go over all of them, but some notable names, obviously, and you know the list as well as anybody. I'll start with Nate Solder. He's 29. He uh, made just over $10 million this year, AAV. And I want to get a sense from you. He's been around so long, uh, 
so many people, almost everybody cover, following the Patriots knows the story of his son Hudson uh, battling cancer. Do the Patriots re-sign Nate Solder? I think they'd, they'd bring him back if, if he would agree to you know come back for a year or two. I think that you know he he did a solid job. I know he got you know a lot of heat early on in the season, but I think some of that might have had to do with his son's health. But I think as the year went on, he actually had a pretty solid season. So I think if he wanted to come back, they definitely would entertain it. But I think the other thing to keep in mind is with, with him is you know I wouldn't be surprised if he retired. I think that he's been smart with his money. He he's put the money away. He hasn't spent money foolishly. He probably wants to you know spend more time with his family. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if, if he retired. But I think that if he did you know play next season, it would definitely be with the Patriots. I can't see him wanting to play with another team. So I, I think the Patriots would like to have him back, and, and ultimately it'll be up to Solder if he if he wants to come back and play another season. I think that's a great call, Ryan. Malcolm Butler. I think uh, it's safe to say. He's played his last down in a Patriots uniform, and his last snap in a Patriot uniform would be on a punt return team in the Super Bowl. How ironic is that? Yeah, no, we, we were all saying, you know, going into the Super Bowl that that probably was going to be his last game with the Patriots, and little did we know that we saw his last defensive snap with the Patriots in the AFC Championship game at Gillette Stadium. So, yeah, that was sort of... That things kind of came along quickly with that, and I think that a lot of us, or everyone really, was caught off guard. But, yeah, I can't imagine any scenario where Malcolm Butler returns to the Patriots at all. I think that he'll go to the open market. He probably won't get as much money as maybe he once thought at the beginning of the season, but I still imagine there'll be a lot of interest in him. And one thing to look for is maybe he signs with a, a competing AFC team to try to stick it to Belichick and the Patriots. Well, I mean, the Houston Texans certainly uh, – uh... DeAndre Hopkins uh, made that Photoshop pitch for him uh, after in the days after the Super Bowl. I thought that was pretty hilarious. And, you know, the, and, uh, another obvious possible potential landing spot is Detroit with Matt Patricia there. But um, you have any expectation of where he's going to wind up? No, I mean, like you said, uh, Texans could be, could be an interesting landing spot. I know they have a really good defense, and he would certainly help that. I don't know about Detroit. I kind of think that maybe Patricia was along the same lines of Belichick with, you know, p- being part of that decision. I think ultimately it was a Belichick decision, but I think Patricia has cer- certainly agreed with it to a point. So I, I don't think Detroit's an option. Um, it's it's hard to say. It, it, knowing Malcolm Butler and, and him being 27 years old, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he follows the money and goes where the most money is. So right now it's, it's hard to say, but in the end I think Butler's probably going to follow whatever team gives him the most money. Okay, yes or no, and maybe a one or two or three word explanation as to uh, your rationale, whether or not they're back. Rex Burkhead. Yes, I think that he was a solid running back, and I think they can get him back on maybe a cheaper contract and say at Deion Lewis. Johnson Vatamosi. No, I think that he can probably go somewhere else and, and get more guaranteed to play, you know, defensively, whereas with the Patriots, he'd be mostly a special teamer in the number four, three, number three, number four corner. 32-year-old Matthew Slater. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that he's probably almost a guarantee to come back with the Patriots. I think he loves it here. His family's in the area. I can't see him playing for another NFL team for that matter the rest of his career. Cameron Fleming, 25 years of age. That's an interesting one. I think that he actually did a pretty solid job this year in, you know, making his, you know, 
play speak for itself. So I think that he'll actually get some interest on the open market. Uh, if I had to guess, I would probably say either he or Adrian Waddle return to the team. And if I had to pick one, I guess it'd be Fleming because I think Waddle gets more interest in the open market. Yep. Uh, 32-year-old wide receiver, Danny Amendola, playoff Dola. Definitely. I think that he, I think he wants to come back for another season. I think you have to you know, t- keep in mind that he's really close with Tom Brady and Julian Edelman, and Edelman didn't get to play this year. So I think that Amendola has one more year left him and, and will you know, give it another run with the Patriots. I don't think that – I think he's, he's better suited for the Patriots than any other team. So while he might get some interest from other teams, he probably wouldn't do as well with those teams as he would do with Tom Brady and the Patriots. We'll finish up with 27-year-old running back Deion Lewis. No, I think that he's almost—he's probably as close to as good as gone as Malcolm Butler. I, not, not that there's anything against Dean Lewis. I just think that he's going to get a lot of interest on the open market and a lot of contract offers. And we know that Bill Belichick doesn't really like to pay running backs a lot of money. And, and I just think that the money that will be thrown Dean Lewis's way will just be too much for the Patriots to, to offer. All right, let's go out to the NFL free agents, and I want to get your sense before I ask you players. Where do you think their biggest need is and where do you think they would apply the free agent market versus drafting somebody? Where do, what positions do you look at on the Patriot roster where a free agent here and there could really help them? I think you got to go to the defensive side of the ball, especially the pass rush. I think that was that's the biggest need on the entire roster, and you need to have a guy that can get after the passer. I think that was you know a, a thing that we noticed all year that was an issue, and, and that's ultimately why they had to bring in a 39-year-old James Harrison just to provide some stability at that defensive end outside linebacker spot of setting the edge and getting after the quarterback. So I would think that you know that's their top priority on you know is, is getting faster on defense on the edges and even at the linebacker spot. So I would say, you know, that their top priorities in free agency are probably defensive end and linebacker. Well, so uh, defensive end, because uh, there are some very big names on here. Uh, Ezekiel Ansa, uh, 28 with the Detroit lions. He certainly is right up there uh, at the top of the uh, top of the pecking order. I don't think they're going to touch like a guy like William Hayes, uh, who's 32 with the Dolphins. I think Ansa is right in their sweet spot. Adrian Claiborne, 29 from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, you take a look at uh, Jared Crick, 28 from Denver. Uh, Cornelius Carradine, 28 years of age from San Francisco. Um, and here's an interesting one, if he hits the market. And he's unrestricted right now. Demarcus Lawrence from Dallas. He's only Ooh, 25. Yeah, and he's only 25. Of those names, who who excites you the most? I think Lawrence does, but I just don't. I just you know him being 25 years old. I don't think that the Pagers are going to want to have that contract. You know, to them, it's it's hard to say. I. I almost kind of want to think that they might go with that position in the draft and and you know, make that one of their first picks is go after you know a stud college defensive end. It's, it's those free agents. None of those names really really excite me. I, I don't know about you. I, I remember, Lawrence I remember does you know, and Ansa do. Those two names would excite me. But the thing with Ansa is, don't you think that he'll get too much money on, on the open market that Belichick won't want to touch? That, that's sort of where I where I stand. I mean, they already gave Stefan Gilmore you know massive yes. money last year. It, it's hard to see them you know doing that again on, on that side of the ball. So so that's why 
looking at those names and that sort of makes you believe even more that they might, you know, sign a, a veteran guy that they can depend on for short money there and then, you know, make their big splash at that position via the draft. I don't know. I just don't think that that position is really as deep as maybe some first thought, you know, going into the off season. Okay. Here are the top three corners on the free agent market. Uh, assuming they all hit the market and they should, they're all mm-hmm. unrestricted. Trumaine Johnson, David Amerson, uh, Trumaine Johnson from LA, David Amerson from the Raiders and Prince, um, uh, um, Yeah. Say that five times. <laughs> uh, those, and he, and Prince is only, uh, 28, uh, years of age. So, those are three potential possibilities if they go free agency at the corner position to replace Malcolm Butler. No? Yeah, but I don't know. I, I think they actually do like Eric Rowe. And I think that, you know, it, it's they can't spend big money, like I said before, just because of the money on Stefan Gilmore. So it's really hard to see them really go all out at the cornerback position. You know, I've got to keep in mind that maybe Patriots fans and us in the media forgot about is Jonathan Jones. I think they really like Jonathan yeah. Jones and, and him coming back, him coming back healthy next year could solidify, you know, that the cornerback spot and they could go into the year with, with, uh, Stefan Gilmore, Eric Rowe, Jonathan Jones, and even Cyrus Jones. I mean, everyone's going to hate on Cyrus Jones, but he was a second round pick. He missed the entire year. Maybe he comes back next year with a fresh start and actually contribute. So I don't think the Patriots will do anything at the cornerback position. Okay, we're going to uh, finish up here, Ryan, and I appreciate your time speaking with Ryan Hannibal of WEI.com. Patriots, do they trade up for a quarterback? Kay Adams uh, tweeted this out on NFL Network uh, on Tuesday morning. caught my eye, and I'm like, really? You think that's what they'll do? I guess that uh, possibility certainly exists um, after they acquired that first-round pick. Um, I think there's a possibility they trade up for a quarterback. What do you think, Ryan? I think there's a possibility for sure. I mean, you're, they're, you know, almost certainly going to draft a quarterback in this draft with the expectation that it's Brady's successor. And obviously you want to make sure that you get the guy that you want and it's the right guy. So say that they see the way that the draft is trending. And if they sit back and wait, maybe they miss out on the guy that they identified as the potential Brady replacement. So of course, if, you know, that scenario plays itself out, then I definitely see them trading up. I will say that this draft class is pretty deep, you know, with the good quarterbacks. They have, you know, that, that top 10 group of, of three quarterbacks that obviously the Patriots won't be touching, but then there's that next, you know, sort of three, four, five quarterbacks that maybe one of those guys does fall to the Patriots in the first round, or maybe even falls to that 49ers pick early in the second round. So I would, if I had to guess, I would probably say that they use that 49ers pick on a quarterback and whether or not they use that pick and another pick to move up to say the end of the first round to, to, to get that quarterback it remains to be seen. But, you know, it's kind of hard to say whether or not they'll trade up just now, just without seeing how the draft is going to play itself out. But it wouldn't surprise me just because it is a big decision and they need to make sure they get the right guy. You don't think Josh Allen is going to fall down to them, do you? No, I don't. Baker Mayfield's probably the only guy that has any chance of falling down to him, and, and I don't know if, if he necessarily would fit the Patriots and who they would want. I don't um, either. So you're, no, so you're probably looking at you know that that next tier you know quarterback class, which you know it, it's too early in the process to really know if they like anyone. They haven't had the combine hasn't happened yet. They haven't had any right. pro days, so 
for, for the first time in a long time, it's going to be worth noting to see where these Patriots coaches go to all these quarterbacks pro days. And, you know, where does Bill Belichick go? Maybe we see Joshua Daniels having a, a hands-on look at this process and, and who they meet with at the combine. So that's definitely, those will be the first clues these, these next couple of weeks to see who the Patriots are interested in. And, you know, we'll go from there. I mean, I think that they'll show interest in a lot of quarterbacks because they want to see everyone out there. And, and knowing how hands-on Bill Belichick is, it wouldn't be surprised him at a lot of these top quarterbacks pro days getting a first-hand look at these prospects I love JT Barrett but he's like a mid to late round quarterback and and the reason I like JT Barrett out of Ohio State is because he has all of the intangibles but uh, not necessarily the you know the pure NFL projected skill set I do think that uh, a guy like JT Barrett can win at the NFL level. And I don't think, you know, people would hear that and say, well, you know, Tim Tebow was the same way. And, you know, you look where Tim Tebow is now. And I don't feel that way at all. I think uh, JT Barrett has just enough true uh, NFL pocket skills. And he could also run RPO. uh, And I just really like the way JT Barrett handles himself in big clutch situations yeah i was actually going to say that he 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 showed that he could you know play well as he he has that tom brady clutches in him where he yeah i forget which game it was last year where he led ohio state back at the second half with a tremendous fourth quarter comeback and so he has that intangible. yes yes penn state so he has that intangible there but i don't know i don't i see the patriots going from more of a pocket passer I, i find it Interesting. I don't know if Josh McDaniels would want to have have a guy like JT Barrett as, as his potential quarterback of the future, and that would sort of change the whole offense. I kind of see them staying with the guy, you know, in the pocket that can be a pocket passer, and you know, isn't isn't known for the RPOs, and is more known for staying in the pocket. I mean, if Belichick really was interested in Barrett, he, he has this guy Greg Shigano and Urban Meyer out there for that matter, so he'll get a good. You know some good insight on him, but I I don't know if, if Barrett's the guy. I don't I don't know about you. Okay, fan bases at the Super Bowl. Who was your favorite fan base? The Eagles and their rowdy fans, or the Patriots and their self entitled fan base? Who who was better? <laughs> well, if we're being honest, the Eagles outnumbered the Patriots fans probably four or five to one. I mean, I think that's just a matter of. The Eagles not being in, in as many Super Bowls as the Patriots. Absolutely, I mean, this, was, this was the Patriots' third Super Bowl in four years, and you're going to a, a city like Minneapolis. It doesn't. It's just not really a place that you have Patriots fans want to travel for. You know, a Super Bowl. They're probably if they're going to travel to one, they're going to go to a warm weather city the next couple of years, like the Atlantas, the Miamis, the Tampas. So there really weren't that many Patriots fans there. And you know, at at the stadium, Eagles fans had their chance going probably four, three, four hours before the game, and they were into it. And even in the mall on Friday and Saturday, they were, you know, had their Eagles chants going, and, and they were loud and obnoxious. But I think that that, you know, it, 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 was, it was cool to see in a way that, you know, the Eagles fans, you know, got their chance to be in a Super Bowl and, and ultimately win it because it has been so long for them. So uh, the Eagles fans were, were out in full force and definitely outnumbered the Patriots fans. Yeah, and, and you could tell they, they, had, they, were, they came – hot to the party they came as one tom brady would like to say juiced for the super bowl no question about that and uh, jason kelsey made it all the worthwhile at the parade with one of the best 
uh, obscenity-laced speeches um, that you'll ever hear at any Super Bowl celebration. You did catch that, right? I did. He he, he had some choice words for Mike Lombardi, huh? He sure did. He sure did. And we, we both know Mike. We both respect Mike. I know I, I speak for myself. I respect Mike Lombardi as much as anybody in football. And certainly Bill Belichick has said on numerous occasions he he likewise respects Mike Lombardi's opinion. Uh, but uh, Jason Kelsey, Eagles starting center from the University of Cincinnati, not so much. I want to. Who is th- a Cincinnati guy? What? Yeah, Jason Kelsey. You bet yeah, you Cincinnati he is. Guy. Yeah, and so is Brent Selleck. So um, they had actually. Uh, I, I'm sure Yuke uh, was a little bit torn, and not not so much. His brother-in-law was quarterback of the Patriots, but um, you know, I'm sure there are some home hometown guys on the other side. What uh, for Yuke? Absolutely, a yeah. couple of UC yeah. Bearcats. And if it weren't for the yeah. fact that his brother-in-law was a starting quarterback of the New England Patriots, uh, he I think might have been pulling for the Philadelphia Eagles, but. Uh, clearly not the case uh this time around hey ryan i hope you've uh, been able to catch up on some sleep because i know you were working 21 hour days rob bradford just grinds you into the ground hey you know it's it's super bowl week you gotta expect that yes it was a long week but you know we're, we're back home and we're uh we're recovering on the way to the combine so we get some downtime so it's a it's a good time to rest up Daily team updates on the Patriots Newsfeed podcast on the CLNS Media Network with Tyler Trudeau. Also available on the CLNS Media New England Patriots postgame show feed, which is available on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and the CLNS Media mobile app. Thanks again for downloading today's Patriots Beat. want to once again thank our guest, Ryan Hannibal from WEEI.com. Ryan, how can people follow you? On Twitter, at Ryan Hannibal, R-Y-A-N-H-A-N-N-A-B-L-E, and then obviously WEI.com content going up you know, pretty much daily. That is terrific. Follow us on Twitter, at Patriots CLNS. Also, you can follow us at CLNS Media. You can also give my personal account a follow, at Trags, T-R-A-G-S. Today's sponsor, SimpleContacts.com. For Patriots content manager, Michael Angi, CLNS Media Executive Producer Larry H. Russell, and the founder of the network, Nick Gelso. Thanks to everyone who tuned in. This is Mike Petralia, and this is the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Media. What's going on, Pass Nation? This is Marvin Zahn of the CLNS Media Network, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Media New England Patriots postgame show hosted by myself and my co-host, Mr. Mike Nice, and live on CLNS Radio immediately after every single pass game. Calling at 929-477-2386 toll-free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, Twitter posts for the plays of the game, and everything else that is going on with the five-time Super Bowl champion. Subscribe to CLNS Media New England Patriots postgame show on iTunes and Stitcher, and the best way, download the free CLNS Media Network mobile app for on-demand listening anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Yeah.